This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Hi, I'm Kyla and I am going to be talking about my experiences with uh, dating and traveling abroad, um, mainly the dating part. <laughs> I love that we're talking right now. Little backstory. Mm-hmm. We met a little less than a week ago in a cafe. Yes. Um, I was talking to some people about the podcast and Kyla mm-hmm. overheard what I was saying. It was like, oh, like you <laughs> talk about dating. Like I have dated in different countries. Like I'd love to come talk about that. And I'm like, Oh my God, Kyla. So many people have asked me to do an episode about dating in different countries and like dating around the world and what that experience is like and the differences and what you can take away from it. And like, I haven't done that. So I can't talk about it and I haven't found Mm -hmm. the right person to do that. So that I feel like this was just like meant to be. And I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah. Yeah. It was great because I, I was hearing about it. And then I heard, I heard you say that you used to work for Hinge and I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I wasn't like super involved in the conversation, but I'm just sitting there. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love talking about that type of stuff. Like, like dating and just like, you know, figuring out what you like is like always been something that was really interesting to me. So I'm glad that we're able to like talk about it. So, yeah. So Talk me through, like, how long have you been traveling for? Where did this, like, passion for travel come from? And how has that kind of, like, manifested itself in your life? Um, It started, so I've been traveling, um, I would say, solo for about four, four to five years. But I didn't really start traveling abroad until, like, I would say three years ago. And then I've been more intense traveling solo in the last two years. So the passion came from, I think, just curiosity. I was always really afraid to do things um, like by myself. Like I was like really codependent in my like last like long term relationship. And so I just told myself that I wasn't going to be scared to do anything alone anymore. 
And then I was like making plans with my friends and then they were always constantly flaking. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to depend on other people to do what I want to do. So even though I was completely terrified, I just did it. And then once I did it, I was like, okay, this isn't as scary as I thought it was. And I became like very curious and addicted to doing it. And then I just wanted to challenge myself even more. So it just, um, yeah, it just turned to a passion just, just from that. I loved the experience that I had. I love the people that I met. Um, it was just completely different from what I was used to. And there's like a whole world, obviously there's a whole world that people don't even know about. And it was just, it just seemed so easy to do. And people, um, pretty much in my, um, world, it was like, I thought it was too hard, but it's, it's not, it's, it's very easy depending on, you know, your priorities and stuff. Yeah, it's something like I've never traveled solo. And it's something that has always been on my like mental bucket list to do. But do you feel similarly, you scared? is that why? Part of it, I feel like for a long time, it was like a safety thing. Like, oh, like I'm a young girl and being yeah, alone same. in a foreign country. Same. Yeah. And so I think that's definitely a like underlying factor as to why I have it. Yeah. But then as time went by, and I kept like not doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like it's you can easily like plan a trip with a friend where it's like you're talking and you're like talking about going somewhere. And then exactly like planning a trip by yourself. It's like, nobody is going to tell you like, go book a trip by yourself. And so it's something that I just, I never did. You know, I would, I was always traveling with friends or family and I was always envious of the people. Like I have friends who have gone backpacking across Europe and have gone to these like amazing places on their own. And it sounds like they have the most incredible experience. And I've literally never even spent a day on my own in a foreign country. And (laughs) I, but I also feel like now I'm at the point where it's like, well, I'm in this long-term relationship. So when I travel, I I want to be traveling with him and I have this dog. And so like, if I travel, then I have to like make other arrangements for the dog because my boyfriend doesn't work at home and he can't watch him all day. So I'm like friends who won't travel because of their pets. (laughs) But I honestly like a big thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny that you say that you feel envious of people that solo travel. And it's like, since I've been um, solo traveling for so long, I'm envious of people that travel with partners or their friends. Like in the last like year or two, I've been like experienced more like loneliness when it comes to traveling. So I think that's why, uh, like I was telling you that I learned so much about like dating and stuff and like loneliness from traveling solo. And, and now I, I basically took like a step back from traveling solo because I wanted to address why I was feeling like this loneliness and, and this envious when I see like couples or like friends traveling together, making trips. Like, I think they'll be so amazing to like travel with like a partner or whatever. And I haven't like been able to do that yet. So I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. And you know, my boyfriend and I just took our first like big trip and we went to Hawaii and it oh. was great, but I, I do feel like there are so many places like I've always wanted to go to Greece. Like I have been dying to go to Greece and I've had friends be like, Oh, like, let's go to Greece. And I'm like, no, I want to save Greece for like when I have a partner to go with. And it's like, that is so stupid. (laughs) It's so beautiful there. But the thing is, I know I haven't been to Greece yet, which I don't know why, which makes no sense, but I was going to go. And it was just, this year was just crazy packed. Like everything was sold out and I just couldn't make it there like alone. But I had a friend that went solo and she just pretty much partied the whole time. But yeah, you can do it, but it will definitely be fun to like travel with friends or a partner for sure. Yeah. I just think like there are so many places where we'll tell ourselves like, oh, I'll go there when I have someone. Oh, I'll save that for like a honeymoon trip. It's like, Mm -hmm. 
literally like tomorrow's never promised and you never know what's going to happen. Like go to the place if you can. Um, Okay. Where I want to hear where you first went, where, and maybe it was your first like solo trip that you booked, but where you started experiencing dating in other countries and in other cultures. Um, so the first place was like, I wanted to travel somewhere that I thought would be safe as my first solo trip. So I went to London and everyone thought I was crazy traveling solo. And I'm like, it's London. It's like, it's super safe. It's very uh it's it's similar to the u.s um so yeah new york (laughs) yes but the thing is when the funny thing is when i travel and i think this is something i should have been more i should be more open to is that i don't i'm not open to dating when i'm traveling which is kind of i think it's funny because i think it would i would have learned even more a lot faster if i would have been more open to dating while traveling but so yeah so i wasn't open to dating when i was traveling And then I think I was in London for about like maybe two or three weeks. And then I just said, okay, I'm just going to just go on a date or I'll meet some people. And I felt really weird because I remember I went to a bar and I was by myself. And it's like these like these British guys are just like, why are you alone? Like, where (laughs) like where are your friends? And then they're just like being so nice and and just so like accommodating. And I remember I asked this one guy if he wanted to dance and he told me that he had girlfriend I'm like okay so you know I didn't dance with him but then he was just like he just felt so bad that I was by myself that he was like okay I'll dance with you for like 10 minutes but then I gotta go back to my girlfriend and then I'm just like uh. but yeah so I went on one date with this guy that I met at the bar not the guy who had a girlfriend obviously and um and he was basically telling me how British guys are too afraid to approach people and he said he would have never approached me if I didn't approach him so from that experience, I just thought, oh, guys are nice. And I didn't think too much of it. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was it. <laughs> what was your hesitation at first? Like, why did you not want to date when you were talking? Um, I would say because I'm uh, fear. Like I have um, a lot a, of like fear when it comes to opening up. So I always have like a, my guard up and I'm like, I don't want to fall from someone that's in another country because how is it going to work if I live in the U.S.? So I was afraid that I would become so attached to someone and then it would be too hard for me to like deal with the long distance and, and just like trying to figure it out. Cause it's like, it's such a big, you know, decision to make. And I know people who are in long distance relationship, just like from New York or like Minnesota and they were having issues. So it was mostly that just a fear of um, letting my guard down and becoming too attached to someone that, that didn't live in the same country as me. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about, and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women, and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year, and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. 
and it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere, for everything, all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion and I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me, I always choose comfort over how something looks, but with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right, so we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one less thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious. 
delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat. But honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeing other people 50 and use code seeing other people 50 to get 50% off. That's code seeing other people 50 at factormeals.com slash seeing other people 50 to get 50% off. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's really smart that you kind of approached it in that way. I mean, I do know a lot of people, I I actually recorded with someone yesterday who ended up dating somebody who they met on Bumble when he was visiting New York from Australia. And that is not close. And they got to go on two dates before he went home. And then they talked every day for a year. So I think it's, it's smart to have that kind of mentality of like, okay, maybe this wouldn't be the right situation to go into. But that being said, that kind of leads you to, if you do end up meeting somebody and and really connecting with them, it's like, okay, it is worth it because like, I know the risks, I know what's at stake here, but I'm okay with what it means. Yeah. I think I should have been more open in the beginning of my travels because I, I felt like I was, uh, I only had one like view of like dating, like since like I went on like so many dates in in the U in the state here in the U.S. and I feel like if I would have like been more open to meeting other people and different cultures, it would have like made me see um, like men like a lot different. Like all men aren't the same because I had like I think a lot of like uh, women who go through things with guys, they just say all men are trash and and for me, I was in that mindset like all guys are trash. Like it, you know, it's like you get a little bit jaded if you're constantly having bad experience. And it's like, I pretty much had to learn about myself. And then I had to learn like, okay, this is just something that I was going through because of my own issues. Not every guy is like this, you know? So I think if I would have done that a lot sooner, been more open to dating, I would have seen that um, early on. How, how did you end up learning that? Like what were the steps that you went through? It's really interesting because I realized that I don't have a lot of guy friends. (laughs) So um, I feel like a lot of the guys that I want to be friends with, they want to date me. And when uh, even guys that I've dated and I wanted to be friends with them, they still don't want to be friends. Even if they say, hey, let's be friends, you know, it never actually happens. And so when I was traveling, I was actually meeting guys that just wanted to be friends. And then I'm like, oh, OK, so this is a thing like guys can actually be want to be friends with me. So um meeting them I was just having conversations about like dating and they would like open up to me about their like relationships or their breakups or their um you know they I I realized like okay guys have the same insecurities and they fall in love they don't fall in love obviously the same way that um women do but they still fall they fall in love and I learned that just by talking to them and so it was really interesting like to see that different side of men that I haven't really seen before yeah, I think even just that one example of, you know, going on that date with that British guy and him saying like he never would have approached you, like yeah. that's 
like, okay, ding, 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 light bulb above my head. Like, okay, now I know that now I have this information and I now know like, okay, so I should take it upon myself to approach somebody if I'm interested because they're likely not going to approach me. Exactly. Like that's another issue that I I was having because I was way too, way too scared to approach men. And so I'm like, I would just meet, take whatever guy that would approach me. And it's like, it's not the guy usually that I would want. So instead of me being more proactive in like approaching a guy, even if he does, like, even if he's not interested, at least I'm actually going out there and putting myself out there. So that's something I realize about myself and something I definitely need to work on. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is such like a big realization to have because I feel like we f- we feel like as women, we'll go out and we're like, oh my God, it would be a dream if some fucking guy would approach us right now and nobody does. Then, and then we internalize that and we take that as, well, nobody's interested in me. Like yes. nobody finds me attractive. Nobody wants yes. to be with me, but everybody has that same fear. Like nobody wants to approach anyone. Everyone's scared. <laughs> like everyone, everyone is, scared. is scared. Yes. Yeah. You'll exactly. be surprised at like what, what guys actually are interested rested in you but they're just too afraid to say something and there's just like whole world of people and everyone's too afraid to like talk to each other so it's like it's really interesting after hearing that like did that change how you navigated dating like did you start you know what where whether you were in london or another country like did you start approaching people when you were no and i should have like it honestly it it went off our life but i have really bad anxiety Um, so my social anxiety wouldn't like let me even like I would, depending on my mood, I would be more open to like starting a conversation just as far as like, Hey, how are you doing? Something like that. Like I was more open to that and traveling solo has made it easier for me to be sociable, but I haven't been able to get over that initial of just like asking like a guy out like I I can start a conversation but like asking them out is something I'm still like working on with my anxiety I mean that's understandable and also it's impressive that even with like social anxiety you have felt comfortable saying hey how are you and you have put yourself out there and gone to these places and countries alone where a lot of people would just say well I have social anxiety I'm not going to do that like that's way too scary it's like you took this as a challenge and you're like, okay, how can I better myself? How can I like work through this? And I think that that's really admirable and really brave. Yeah. I re- I remember, um, there, cause there are some, some days or months when I was solo traveling that I would go to a country and I'll be like, I don't want to meet anyone. I would just rather, um, just be by myself and just spend time alone. And then, I would realize I'm like, I'm in this country. Like I should be more open to like going out. Like people would invite me to like parties or, or a bar or something. I was like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. And then I would just be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go. And then I'll be having, and I'll have the best time ever. And I'm like, I should be more open to doing stuff like that. But I mean, obviously, you know, you should rest and stuff, but I was just so adamant about being solo and, and not like socializing and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's okay too. You know, you're, you don't have to be everything. It's literally the movie. You don't have to be everything yeah, everywhere all at once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, and I know this is like the number one question on my listeners' minds right now is what if you had to like compare dating American men to dating men outside of America and in other countries around the world, what are the differences that you have picked up on? So the differences a lot of 
I feel like a lot of people think that if they meet uh, a guy from another country, it's like it'll pretty much just solve all their dating issues. And it'll say, oh, guys in other countries are more romantic or affectionate or something like that. And it all really depends on what country you're in and the individual. And I've noticed that whatever issues you're having, I feel like if, if you have constantly have issues and it's constantly repeating himself, you're not learning from whatever it is you're doing. If you think going to another country or meeting someone from another country is going to solve it, it's not. Um, I learned that there are a lot of similarities, but I would say the only differences is really the way they approach you and certain things that they do. Like, for instance, if you go to like Italy, they might just be a little bit more romantic on the dates or something, or they might woo you with taking you to a really nice Italian restaurant. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're a better guy because I've definitely experienced that. Like, yeah, they're super romantic and it's a really like amazing experience, but depending on the individual or depending on what you're looking for, it doesn't mean that they're better than American guy. Even if some guy in like England think they're better than American guys, they're not like they're all, every person is different. It's just culturally or environmentally how they behave is just, it's just a little bit different, I would say. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. And I think that's what makes it a little bit tough, like that Italy example that you just gave where it's like if an American girl is in Italy and ends up on a date with this Italian guy who's like, wooing you and taking you to like the fanciest she's gonna fall in love and she's exactly and you're like the reaction is wow this person this guy is so mature this guy is amazing and romantic and is so into me and that's the problem because that's that's not like to your point like that might not be true at all they might not like you that much that's just what how they do things yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and and i fell into that trap okay story time yeah, so I, I fell into that trap um, because, like 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 you said, you're not, depending on, you know, I'm American, obviously, so I wasn't used to getting all this, like, atten- attention in that way. I wasn't used to having super romantic, beautiful, like, candlelight dinners, like, outside in this historical area in Rome. Um, and so, yeah, I was wooed, and I, I was, even though I was hesitant to this person, I... Um, I still got wooed. Like, I just liked how persistent he was. And depending on where you are, some men in other countries are very persistent. They're very, they, they will just walk up to you and like ask you out on a date with no issues compared to um, um, in some countries. And so, yeah, I fell, I fell hard and I fell fast. And I remember, I think my main thing, I was just so obsessed with the idea of uh, someone like wanting me and like falling in love that I didn't even think about like how they were actually treating me and what I actually wanted. And if I even really liked this person, I just liked the idea. And then I remember I was just like really, really upset. Like once it ended 
And then I said, this is why I, I don't let my guard down. This is why I don't like falling for people because I, I didn't want to experience that hurt. And so then um, like a year or two later, I don't want to give too much details, <laughs> but like a year later, I'm like, that was a learning experience because of that experience. I realized it's not about like where, what country I'm in. Like no guy is better. It all depends on the person and what, you know, how I want to be treated and, and not just rely on this like validation of just falling in love just for the sake of falling in love. Yeah. And I think that's such an important lesson. And it's funny because as we're having this conversation, I'm like, wow, the Lizzie McGuire movie really was like telling and really yeah. like, with Paolo <laughs> and Lizzie. It's like, it, it was a cautionary tale and we just yeah, didn't are, actually realize it. And I don't think I realized it until this very conversation in this moment. I, I love that movie. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I'm in Rome and this is so romantic. And I'm like, but it's not like a fairy tale. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it can seem like that yeah. in a moment. It, I mean, it's great. I think it's a great experience. And I think it's wonderful that, that people can experience that. Like if it, you know, if it works out, but for not, you know, not for everyone, it's a, it's a fairy tale. And even though it didn't turn out the way I wanted, it was still like a great experience to have. Cause it's like, how many people can say, um, they went to Rome and then they fell in love, even if it was just for, for a moment or, you know, a short period of time, it's still, I think it's a really experience and also a learning experience yeah yeah I'm thinking so much now like my my best friend and I after college we did a little like post-grad trip and we did like a week and a half and the first part I think we did like six nights in London and then four nights in France and Mm -hmm. in London we maybe it was like second or third night there we met these guys oh man I've never I don't know how I've never told this story on the show but we met these (laughs) two guys at a pub that we were at and we they were kind of like standing near each other so like we assumed like oh like they're friends like they came here together we came here together we started talking with them And we ended up like literally spending the whole night with them, like Mm -hmm. out until like 6am with them. And then we ended up like continuing on and getting brunch with them the next day. And then literally made plans. Like they just kept, they hung out with us the entire time we were there. They made plans to show us around. Like the two of them literally like, (laughs) yeah. And it was, we were like, Oh my God, this is beyond our wildest dreams come true. But one of the funniest parts is that we, the entire like first 24 hours we knew them <laughs> which felt like a year we thought that they came together and that they were best friends before they oh. literally met 20 minutes before that like they literally just started talking to each other like in a group 20 minutes before we met them they were not friends before that's how like, we li- we're like oh my god yeah we're like we're best friends they're best friends like it was so funny <laughs> but we there was just like all of these like shiny sparkles and like magic fairy dust around this situation because we were like yeah. oh my god like we're best friends traveling in Europe in London <laughs> like we're meeting these guys they're so great they want to spend time with us they want to show us around and like we went to France and they almost came with us to France first of all and then I'm- we ended up like video chatting with them the entire they didn't come but we ended up video chatting with them the entire time we were in France and we we're like we have these guys in London now like this is a dream come true but it's like <laughs> who's to say if we met them in New York would would we have connected with them at all that that's exactly true cuz i've even like there are times when cuz in New York everyone from everywhere is here and it's like i haven't even met half the people from like other countries 
that I would meet while I'm traveling because I'm not open to it like I am when I'm traveling. Like I'm more just like my, in my phone, my headphones on. No one, I don't want anyone to talk to me because it's the way people in New York approach you sometimes. It's just rude. But yeah, I've got, had experience where I literally arrived in a country. I meet someone and we're inseparable for like two weeks. And we've even gone to other countries together from that. And it's just, it's, it's an amazing experience. And um, yeah, I think it's, I'm definitely more outgoing when I travel than I am when I'm in the States. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense though. Cause I feel like it forces you to be, you know, you're, yeah, for sure. unless you're you alone. put Especially yourself out there a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Cause it's exactly. easy to and, and that makes your like, friends. Yeah. And like, this is something that I'm also like, I'm ashamed of this. But like I've never taken myself out to dinner ever. What? I've never gone to a restaurant oh my by myself. You know, I'm still nervous and I about doing it. But I, I, I do don't, it. I don't even know. I it's yeah. I don't even think it's that I'm nervous. I I don't know what it is. And mm-hmm. I really want to. And I see people like people will do it and they like post it on Instagram and TikTok and they like, take yourself on the date, like go do the thing yep. you want. And I feel fully capable of doing it. But then when it comes down to it, I'm like, oh, but like, do I really need to go out and like spend money on myself when I can just like make something at home? And it's like, well, I go out and spend money to be with other people. Like why? Like I'm the most, I should be the most important person in my life. Why am I not? Yeah. No, so I, 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 remember I, I went to a, um, when I was in Lisbon, I went to a really nice restaurant alone. And the whole time I was just like, I look so stupid. I'm like by myself, there's a really nice restaurant. Like I should be with someone, but I'm like, I went and I had a really good time. And it's like, once you like put yourself out there, it's not as, as nerve wracking or as scary as you think. And I think I should start doing that more in New York as well. But like, I, I, I'll go to a cafe or whatever. I was by myself, obviously when I met you, but I mean, that's easy to like go to a coffee spot, but a restaurant is something. Yeah. That, I really that's different. I, I still don't even do that enough, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I was reading this book, um, the chef Danny Meyer. He has like daily provisions, 11 Madison Park, Union Square Cafe, mm-hmm. all of these things. My boyfriend works in hospitality. So oh, I nice. couldn't sleep one night and we were at his parents' house and that book was on his bookshelf. So I was like, okay, I guess <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Um, but it was really interesting to hear this guy talk about how he w- literally went and traveled to other countries on his own to learn about their culinary traditions, to learn about their like culture and to learn about the food in those places and what the flavors. And there were so many restaurants that he went to that said, no, we don't take parties of one. And yes, they literally would yeah. not seat him. Yeah. And that so is that was- crazy. Yeah, so that was an issue that I was having as well, especially this year because it was so busy because everyone was traveling since like, you know, like two years after um, COVID. So everyone was traveling this year and it was really hard for me to just find, like basically if I was at a restaurant and there was like a a couple that came in after me, they would see them before they would see me because they're like, this is, they wanted to cater to couples or to just anyone more than one person and I actually felt kind of bad because I was really wanting to like explore these restaurants I'm like okay it's because I'm alone and then I think that's another reason why I started feeling sad about traveling so lonely (laughs) because I'm like restaurants don't even want to cater to me but yeah so it's, it's, it's definitely different for sure but I think it's such a fun experience like traveling 
and going trying new restaurants and the new food is like one of my favorite things to do. Like I'm obsessed with going to grocery stores and just seeing the differences in grocery stores compared to ours. It's, it's just always such a fun experience and trying new foods and the way, yeah, the hospitality. I, I love it. Yeah. I love grocery stores in different countries. Oh my God. I think that is like <laughs> so one of the coolest, fun. most unique things ever. So um, that would be like a great content series <laughs> for somebody. You no, know, I honestly um, started that. I started doing like the price differences. I'll just do like little clip videos and stuff. And I want to like get more into it as well. So. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Have you had an experience when you're back in the States and you meet somebody and you either feel hesitant to, you know, connect with them or they feel hesitant to connect with you because you know that you're not going to be here for long. You know, you have travels coming up, you know, that you have somewhere else to go. Um, it's interesting cause I, I have thought about stuff and it's honestly, it's interfering now. <laughs> it's like, I've been back for like three months and I'll not, either I'll meet someone and I'll be like, oh, I'm leaving in like a week or I'm probably not going to be here. I'm probably going to leave for like three, four months in like January. And then, so it constantly, like if we'll plan to like on a date, I'm like, oh, I don't really know. And then we'll just like go back and forth for like maybe a week or two. And then it starts to like fizzle out. And so I'm trying to decide if I want to be more open to meeting people or if I just want to like, just slow it down until, you know, I figure out like what I'm going to do when it comes to my, my travels next, but yeah, but right now, right now I'm definitely slowing down for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. And with that, what is currently happening in your dating life right now? And do you think any of it is a result of, you know, everything that you've learned from your experiences abroad about yourself, about dating all that? Well, so I've, um, I have not, I've, I've literally realized this like a couple of days ago that I haven't been in a relation in a situationship for a year. Like last year I was in a situationship and I'm like, and, and that was like a recurring thing for, for like two years. Like I was getting to these situationships and then this is the first time that I'm not in one. And I was thinking like, I should be proud of myself. Like I've managed to go a whole year <laughs> getting involved with someone that, uh, wasn't like meeting my needs and I was giving too much and they were giving too less. And, and it's definitely has, uh, um, traveling has definitely, um, has helped, um, me realize that I don't, um, need to just, I need to be more, um, picky when it comes to like what I allow, like into my life and what I, uh, how I, um, let people treat me. So I think when I get back, I took like a, a really long break for like, I dated for like a month. I went on like maybe four dates and then it was just constantly like, I was starting to get, I was just so like uh very optimistic about like dating when I got back from traveling. And then I started dating New York again and I was just like, Oh, I hate this. And then I was starting to get into that <laughs> mindset. You know, I'm like, seriously, I got into this mindset of, Oh, I hate dating so much. And before I was so happy when I was, when I was traveling, um and and dating that New York just like took that all away and I'm like I can't like let these like bad experiences like get me out get me out of that mindset and just think that all men are bad because I know that's not true like I literally have amazing male friends and I know that all men aren't like this so why am I letting 
these thoughts like get into my head again. And it's not about like, you know, it's all men aren't bad. It's just, it's about like what I'm allowing to be around, you know, what am I allowing into my life? So, um, yeah, so I was, I dated for a little bit. I was, because I was getting these negative thoughts, I, I took a break. Um, now I would say I'm more open. I'm just more, um, a little bit more slower and a little bit more picky in, in what I allow and my time and what I allow. Yeah. Into my life. Yeah. I, you know, and I think that that's a really good thing. You know, like people hear picky and they're like, Oh, well, if someone's picky, then they're too picky. It's like, you're not being picky about like how tall someone is or, you know, what job they have. Like you're being picky about how they treat you. And if they, you know, treat you the way you should be treated and, and what they bring into your life. And I think that's something that everybody should do. And I think the unfortunate Mm -hmm. part is that it takes, it takes getting hurt in order to be able yeah. to understand that and to be able to set that boundary. It's unfortunate that I have to go through so much like heartache in order to see my, my worth and that I just, you yeah. know, I deserve more. Like, and it's really sad how people don't see that they can actually have a good relationship. So they're so scared that they're not going to get anything else that they're just like, okay, I'll settle for this guy or this woman that doesn't treat me well because it's better than nothing. And I was in that mindset for a very long time. And then I'm like, I know this is possible. So like, why am I allowing these people to treat me like this? And I had to just like reflect and just, and realize like, I I know what type of person, what type of person I am. I know my worth. And yeah, so I'm, it, it, it can take forever or it might not happen. Who knows? But at least I'm comfortable and happy with myself. So yeah. And I love to hear that. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you want to share? I just want to say that dating in New York can be very hard. And I feel like people who like my friends and, and not just dating New York, just dating, you know, in the U S in general, because I have friends who have same experiences that I've had and I've had friends that who are still struggling. And then I have friends who were literally in a horrible relationship. And then a year later they met like the love of their life. So it's like, I think if people are just consistent with what they want and be more open to like meeting people, taking their time and not trying to like rush things, um, I think people's dating experiences would be a lot better. And communication. I think that's a really big thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Communication over everything. Absolutely. That's what I learned when I was traveling. Like my friends, my, my guy friends, they, they communicate, they actually communicate with me about things. And it was just so refreshing to like, to meet people that actually want to like be open and vulnerable about their emotions and their experience and stuff. So that, that really. And and I think that's, that sounds like it's a gift that comes with solo travel because unless you communicate, unless you, you know, push yourself to go a little deeper, it's like, you're yeah. not going to make connections with anybody, whether in a, a dating sense or just, you know, human to human connection. Yeah. And so I think that is like a really good, you know, experience that you were able to have that you learned how to communicate. You learned how you want to be communicated with. And mm-hmm. that's something that will absolutely like help you in finding your person. Exactly. Yeah. And I think just um, 
not getting jaded every time something bad happens or every time you have a bad experience. Cause I was getting jaded because I was having multiple bad experiences with, and I, I had a good experience too, but I was only focusing on the bad ones, obviously. So always I would take, like, yeah, my, we only hold yes, you to take the bad one, ones. I can have like five amazing like dates with someone or, and then one bad one. I'm like, Oh my God, no one likes me or I'll never meet the one or something like that. So yeah. it's like pretty dramatic sometimes. But yeah, I think the most relatable just, thing of all time. <laughs> yeah, just we just need to remember, like, not everything is always going to be like rainbows and butterflies, like, you know, bad things are going to happen. It's just we just have to like learn to like if we get tired of, of like of dating or just we just need to step back and take a break. It's, it's OK to do that. Um, and exactly. for me, I have to do that sometimes. So it's fine. Yeah. It's so important to take breaks. Okay, before I let you go, my final mm-hmm. question for you is, what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received? Um, oh, okay. So this is actually from my American friend. Uh, he said, because I was always thinking about like an end goal when, when I dated. And he was just like, why don't you just date and just get to know people? And that's it. Like, don't have any expectations. Just get to know them. And actually try to connect with someone not think about oh what i what am i going to get out of this i was just thinking oh well do they like me do they not do i like them i wasn't just thinking i just to get to know them so i think people should just get into things just getting to know the person and just not having all these expectations because you don't even know if you're going to like them they don't know if they're going to like you so yeah love that and i think that is so wise and so true and something that we all could do a better job at putting into practice. Yeah. It's like you thinking about the future, thinking about the past. (laughs) Exactly. Like stay Mm -hmm. in the present. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? I, of course, I love your travel content. Where can people find you and stay up to date with that? Okay. So on Instagram, it is Kyla Danae. I'm either talking about my travels or I'm posting a pretty picture of me wearing a dress talking about dating. So yeah. (laughs) Love it. Perfect. Kyla, thank you again. And to anyone, to everyone who is listening, oh my God, I can't speak. To everyone who's listening, (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in. Please, please, please share this episode with a friend who would love to hear it. And if you have something that you want to come talk about on Seeing Other People, email me at seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. I'll talk to you guys later. 